Welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. In each episode, we feature the stories of birth warriors, women who have persevered to find their own truth in pregnancy and birth. As you hear these women share their stories of love, autonomy, connection, and power, it is our deepest wish that you will be inspired, empowered, and supported to find your own truth. We are honored these women have stepped forward to share their personal stories and to help us remember that we all have the power to choose what is right for us. The Birth Warrior Podcast is a presentation of the Indie Birth Association and is not intended to be medical advice. Hello, everyone, and thank you once again for tuning into the Birth Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Jaden Graham, and I am so excited to have you here today. Today we have Megan on our show. Megan is a mom of two from Northern California who after experiencing an unexpected hospital induction with her first child, decided to take her second pregnancy and birth into her own hands. After countless hours spent in excited preparation, at 41 weeks she birthed a gorgeous baby girl into her own hands and in the comfort of her own bed. Enjoy the show. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, wherever you would like to start your story. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) let's start at the very beginning with um, the first birth that I had, which was, you know, the birth of my son, because it really was the catalyst for finding my way towards my daughter's birth, which happened almost a year ago um, this month. So my son was, he was born in um, about four years ago and it was the very typical hospital birth that we're all familiar with. You know, I, I hate to say it like that because every birth's unique, but you know, it was the kind of um, induction at the end for a BS reason and you know, all that stuff, the day long induction and Pitocin and all that fun stuff. But um, I did just, I was thinking about this earlier about how when I was pregnant with my son, I was just so excited to become a mom. And I was so committed to having him, what I thought was, you know, very naturally in the hospital. I had always grown up with really positive birth stories. My mom had like super easy, you know, natural births in the hospital. She was just like, yeah, it's it hurts a little, but it's fine. You know, she was super positive about birth and all of us came out super quick. So I knew I could do it. There was no doubt in my mind. I was like, Oh, like I went into my pregnancy knowing like, Oh yeah, I'm going to give birth naturally and all this stuff. And I think, you know, more and more these days, it's becoming harder and harder for women to do that in a hospital setting, just because there are so many protocols. And so it's such a one size fits all option. Um, which is fine for some women, but, you know, I, I do remember being at the end of my pregnancy and after all the research I thought I had done and all the, you know, preparation, um, I remember in my head thinking in like month nine, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have this baby at home and then go into the hospital to give birth to my placenta. (laughs) Because funny enough, I had had exposure to like Laura Shanley's work on assisted childbirth and 
I was like, I could probably just do that. I lived two minutes away from the hospital in Oakland. And I just remember thinking that. And it's so like looking back on that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Like I thought it was, I thought that was going to happen, but I also was crazy enough to entertain that thought. <laughs> and then of course, with my second birth came full circle and actually did it. But, um, but yeah, so it was, you know, the first birth was, um, it was just hard because, you know, you have that two days in the hospital, you know, induction, Pitocin, epidural, um, him finally coming out and then being taken away for hours at a time for Lord knows what they're doing to mm -hmm. your kid in the hospital. It's a hearing test, you know, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And at this time, you're just like, you're so excited that, oh my gosh, the moment's here. Like I'm a mom, my baby's here. And then those feelings coupled with like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like my baby hasn't stopped crying. My son was colicky, whatever, you know, that means. And mm -hmm. it just, and then just those feelings of disappointment and like, wait a minute, that was so unnecessary. <laughs> like, I just remember feeling like, what was that? Like that didn't go at all what I thought, um, how I thought it was going to go. And, and of course it took years to really kind of process that birth and, and just, figure out like, you know, this is not what I wanted and I'm going to move forward. And, you know, I do want to have more kids and how am I going to prepare myself for, you know, the birth that I know my body can do. And one where I feel like I'm really making the decisions, you know, because as much as I think I thought I was in my first birth, I, I just had no informed consent, you know, I was just mm -hmm. like, sure, that sounds good. Yeah, let's do that. You know, because you trust the doctors and you trust the midwives in the hospital so much. And totally. it's, it's just so hard because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And you don't know that there are options. You don't know you can say no to anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. of course, I had to learn that the way that most women do, which is going through that process. Um, and, you know, my son is I just love him to death, of course. And thankfully he was colicky for a while, but, you know, moved on to be just such a sweet, sensitive little guy. He's the greatest big brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's really sweet with my daughter. So anyway, as he was growing, uh, you know, as he was an infant and toddler, I was really going through this process of like, what was that? What am I going to do differently next time? And I want to learn everything I can about this because I want to know what happened, you know, in the hospital and what I can do differently, um, at home. And I knew I had always had that in the back of my head, the unassisted like free birth, because I had had minimal exposure to it, but I was just like something about it was like, that is for me, <laughs> you know, like that, <laughs> that sounds like something I would do now, <laughs> but I've, I've always been a little bit crazy, but, um, you know, I just, it resonated so deeply in like my gut. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I was just like, yes, like, this is how I was meant to give birth. Like I would listen to women's stories. I started, you know, listening to podcasts and, um, watching <laughs> birth videos and all of that. And, you know, it, it just, I knew it was going to be what I did the next time I, you know, went through that process. So this is a side note that I think is really funny. So as I was trying to get pregnant the second time around, 
funny enough, I was still breastfeeding my son. He was nearing uh, two, age mm-hmm. two. And I was, I had gotten my period back, but I was not ovulating. So I was having a period and then like every month I thought I was ovulating, thought I was ovulating. It's like, nope. And I realized that because I started, we were trying for like seven months and I was like, what is happening? Am I like not fertile? I had all these fears and it turns out I had like, this is something, I don't know, this is something interesting for people to know out there. You can actually have a period and not ovulate because of what I presumed was the breastfeeding hormones. Um, because literally the week I weaned my son, I got pregnant <laughs> the next weekend. <laughs> so something about those hormones, you know, cause I was breastfeeding on demand and all that. And I think that was just, I don't know. You're the midwife, you know, you know what hormones I'm talking about now. <laughs> I'm the midwifery student. I am not yes. the midwife. <laughs> I forget progesterone. One of those ones that anyway, if it's too low, but yeah, so then I got pregnant like the week my son turned two and oh, I was so, so excited. I was just like, yes, like I, you know, this is in a way, this is like another chance for me to really take control and just do what feels right. And what, you know, I just wanted to like, listen to my body. I was Mm -hmm. going through this stage of like getting, um, well, prior to pregnancy, I had gotten on board with, are you familiar with the Weston A. Price Foundation? Yes. They're mm-hmm. all about the yes. healthy eating and nourishing traditions and farm food <laughs> and grass-fed <laughs> meats, all that stuff. And I actually followed their pregnancy diet pretty closely. I was just incorporating a lot of organ meats and raw dairy throughout my pregnancy and preconception. And I wanted, and my body just felt so good. And I wanted to just keep that going. And I was like, okay, this pregnancy is going to be all about just listening to my body, you know, seeking care when I want it and saying no, when I don't want something. And one thing I did really want to use my medical insurance for was to get some blood work done. I wanted to check on my vitamin D levels. And I also, oh, I wanted to do the A1C for the blood sugar. So both of those came back normal. That was, so I went in for like one prenatal visit at 13 weeks. Right. And they thought I was crazy, of course. And I just told them something like, yeah, I'm I'm meeting with some home birth midwives, which is true. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, oh, well, you know that, you know, home birth, that's really dangerous. (laughs) Of course, the the typical (laughs) OB Mm -hmm. air tactics, if you will. Um, it was really interesting too. And she's like, Oh, and you got your flu shot. Right. I remember. Cause this was like October and I'm the kind of person, I mean, I do like confrontation, but seriously, cause, and all my family and friends will tell you this. I definitely am the confronter. Like I will, I will I'm always down for a, for a, a lovely debate and a nice civilized debate, but, um, something about that freaking exam room is so intimidating. Mm -hmm. And when she asked me, you got your flu shot, right? I was just like, oh yeah, I already got it. You know, of course I haven't (laughs) had a flu shot in years. And I'm just like, why did I even say that? It's because it's (laughs) so intimidating and you feel like so, and you want to be friends with this person. You look at them and you're like, you seem cool. You seem nice. You're like a nice lady. We've had a great conversation. And then you throw out this question. I'm just like, uh, you know, so just imagine like, you know, it's just, it's such, it's 
it's really manipulative in kind of a scary way. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just glad that I was at a place in life where I was able to recognize that. But even I still fell for that, you know, and was like, oh, I don't want to confront her and be like, no, of course not. What do you think I am an idiot? No. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Teach their own, right? But not for me. So moving on. So that was like <laughs> one prenatal visit that I did. And then I pretty much didn't do anything else except for just live my life, you know, like eat, I was eating amazingly. Um, so this is of course where I need to introduce the fact that I have one of my best girlfriends had had some midwifery training, but she never ended up actually becoming a midwife just because she was super busy. She's a farmer. She just has way too much going on, (laughs) but she was an amazing resource. And I would kind of just you know, do all of my own reading and listening. And I'm a, I'm a like analytical person. I'm way too mm-hmm. much up in the brain. So of course I wanted to know all the information. Indie birth was a huge resource, mm-hmm. all of that. And then if something came up, I would just ask her as well. Mm-hmm. And we would have these awesome get togethers where we would just listen into the baby with a fetoscope mm-hmm. and she'd kind of feel my belly, see where she was and point out things like, oh, here's the head down here. And, and I was getting really good at recognizing that anyway, just because I had done that with my son. I remember he was always left side and my daughter was always on the right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I kind of both in the same good position, head down and all that. So that was, that was a blessing. Mm -hmm. Cause I think honestly, I still would have probably had her at home if she had been breached, but I kind of felt better with the head down. (laughs) That was one thing, (laughs) but, um, Yeah. So, okay. So where, where are we at in the story? Well, pregnancy was awesome. I mean, I was, I was working a little bit, just kind of part-time, part-time home with my son. And, um, he was starting to get excited, starting to understand what was happening as my belly grew. And then (laughs) March, 2020 hits. (laughs) <laughs> who, who, I that I remember exactly now totally. <laughs> it was like when it first so this is like mid-march or maybe it was early march I can't even remember now but I'm in healthcare I work in healthcare and mm-hmm. you know I'm about a month out from my so my daughter was due mid-april and um so I was about a month out when all of this started and legitimately at the time I was worried. I had no idea what was going on. You know, we were just starting to get these headlines in. It wasn't like it is now where we're all pretty aware of what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, it was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And, and being as pregnant as I was, I just, I didn't feel comfortable continuing to work. And I was going to like, I was, I had like two more weeks left of work or something, you know? So I just Mm -hmm. ended up stopping work early. Mm -hmm. And then my son, as if the last month of pregnancy isn't long enough, (laughs) my son was at home with me the whole time. And then (laughs) it was like, Oh my God, we couldn't go anywhere. I mean, we went for walks and we still hung out with friends and that kind of thing, but it just felt like we couldn't, you know, just like do something spontaneous and, and Mm -hmm. fun. But so that last month was quite, you know, it was, it was stressful in some ways, but in other ways, I was just, I was so ready and so excited. And mm-hmm. I still didn't know, of course, the gender. And this is, <laughs> this is might surprise you actually. So at week 36 
I went in one more time to my, o, to my OB. I say that, you know, loosely, the one that was assigned to me through Kaiser, but, um, I went in one more time. I just wanted her to kind of, you know, I don't know, I guess I was seeking some kind of validation because, you know, I think as, um, confident as I can come off as, and, you know, think that I am, I, I think every woman is just on their journey through that. And mm-hmm. as you're preparing to essentially what, what was, I was, I was doing was preparing to give birth with basically just my husband and my girlfriend at my house. And that was the plan for me pretty much the whole time. And I guess I just wanted like some, you know, I knew I didn't have, gosh, now I can't even remember what all the things are called. You know, I, I knew my placenta was in a good place. I knew, you know, I hadn't had any bleeding, you know, I knew she was healthy and good in there, but, um, I went in at 36 weeks and I was like, she's like, do you want to do a quick ultrasound? And I was like, Oh, I really do. And I had been so against ultrasounds and I hadn't had a single one. And I went in at 36 weeks and I was like, I really want to know the gender. Like, this is just like, yeah. I kind of love this part of my story because it's so the antithesis of like the hippie giving birth at home. <laughs> like, whatever comes out, comes out, right? I, this is like the last bit of me that was just like clenching on like, dang it, I want to know the gender. <laughs> so we did like literally a 10 second ultrasound and and I was like, okay, just go over the genitals real quick. And, and she did. And I was like, Ooh, and she didn't even say anything. I was like, don't tell me. And then I saw the legs and I was like, Ooh, I was like, I don't think there's anything in between those. And I was like, okay, don't tell me, you know, and it was so funny. I think she thought I was like cuckoo crazy. Right. Because she had never met me. <laughs> and she's like, wait, this is your first ultrasound and this pregnancy. And I was like, yep. Yeah. And, um, she thought it was so crazy. And anyway, mm-hmm. not, I just had to do that. I feel like that was yeah. just a Megan thing. That was like my last bit of like grasping onto control. Like I must know, but I found out, I mean, I, I was pretty sure I was having a girl at that point and I was mm-hmm. so excited. I was like, yes, my daughter's here. <laughs> so anyway, so let me get to the birth because it's the <laughs> best part I mean, the last month of the pregnancy was hard. It, it's always hard, no matter how many babies you've had. It's just like, oh man, I'm a whale. And, but I was so excited to go into birth naturally, like to go into labor naturally because I had been induced with my son. So I was just like, yes, I just want to feel what it feels like to, to do this, to have this happen in my body in this completely like natural way that you know, my great, great grandmother felt and my great grandmother felt when she had all her five babies. And funny enough, actually, my great grandma, her last baby was a total like unassisted accidental. <laughs> just like, oh, I guess the fifth one just slides out. <laughs> Didn't get to the hospital <laughs> time. And I was reading her autobiography throughout my pregnancy. And I was just like, oh, I love this woman. <laughs> She's like, I just, I connected with her so much. She lived actually in the same town or the next town over from where we live right now. And mm. for a portion of her life was like a farmer, drank raw milk, ate all the eggs from her chickens. Mm. And Beautiful. I was just like, I know I was, I was That's totally awesome. tapping in. I was like, yes, I am my great grandmother right now. <laughs> and I'm going to do this. <laughs> so 
I loved that. So, okay. So my daughter, you know, she was due somewhere around early to mid April and it was the night of the 14th that I remember waking up around one or 2 AM and feeling like a period, like kind of cramp. And I was like, Ooh, this is new. <laughs> like I didn't, I never had that like prodromal labor, anything like that. I never had a single contraction, nothing before I went into labor, which probably would have been the same with my son or was the same with my son, you know, before I was induced with him. So I remember feeling that and I was like, Ooh, this is exciting. So then I went back to sleep probably like two hours later, woke up, had another one. I was like, Ooh, this is, I think this is going to be a good day. <laughs> and then just like went back to sleep. And I, I think I woke up around five that morning. Cause I really couldn't sleep after a certain point. Cause I was like, really feeling like, okay, this is new this is going to happen. And I remember finally telling my husband, maybe around seven 30, because for a while, I just wanted to kind of keep it a secret. You know, I was like, Oh, this is so sweet. Like only my daughter and I kind of can have these sensations and just kind of have this little secret. And then that didn't last too long. I ended up <laughs> my husband around 8am or so I was like, I think today's going to be the day. And he was like, okay, you know, we were both kind of trying to play it cool. Mm -hmm. And my son, of course, was still sleeping with us or, well, my husband still sleeps with him, but mm -hmm. <laughs> he was sleeping in our bed. Um, so they slept in and then we ended up going for a walk that morning. And I specifically remember having to like kneel down on the floor at a certain point or down on the um, pavement because we were walking on a path. Um, in a contraction. And I was like, I think I should head home. <laughs> like I might want to be more like, you know, just setting up my birth space and, and feeling a little bit more inward, you know, wanting to draw inward at that point, mm -hmm. probably around 9am. So I called my mom because she lives seven minutes away from us and she was going to be taking my son and entertaining him throughout mm -hmm. my labor, which she is a goddess for. I love my mom. Mm -hmm. She's so great with my son. And I just, I loved having her so close. Um, so I called her, she came over and at this point, I'm just kind of like having these period cramps. They're super manageable. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. And I, <laughs> and I was like, this, and I told myself that like, like halfway being facetious, but also like, I'm going to manifest this. Like, I'm just going to tell myself, like, I'm doing this. This is going to be easy and it's going to happen. So, and it honestly did like, uh, like for hours, I just, I just labored. Like it was so it was the most beautiful day that we had had that year, April 14th. It was like 75, bright and sunny. I was just pacing in my backyard. My mom came and picked up my son. So just my husband and I, he just like sat and just held space. And I just walked, <laughs> paced around our backyard, like just moaning and, you know, just hanging out in the sunlight. I was totally naked. And the funniest part about this is we live across the street from a park that um, at the time, what was it? Oh, because of COVID, they had closed the parking lot. So everyone was parking on the street. So everyone was like parking <laughs> along our house. And then I was like, oh my God, someone could easily, like we were What's laughing. What's going about this on the day over after. there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying of 
<laughs> it was just, it was so funny because I was just totally tapped in. I didn't care at all who heard me or what's going on at the park or whatever, but you can kind of see a little bit into our backyard when you're at the park because it's a little bit more elevated. So I was just like, we were laughing, thinking about if anyone heard me, totally. but so I just kept pacing and I got a blanket out and I would just kneel and kind of just open throughout the contractions. You know, mm -hmm. I was, oh my gosh, Jaden, I had done so much research at that point. I swear I could have been a midwife. I was like, I was, but you know, I was, it's good though. It's good. Yeah. And, but the best part about it is that I had done so much, you know, I was so up here in my head throughout the pregnancy that mm -hmm. The moment labor started really that morning, I just, I had no fear at all. And I just mm -hmm. stopped thinking completely. Like, I was right. like, I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to mm -hmm. time anything. Who has time right. for that? Really? Like, I, I just didn't <laughs> even care. I was like, whatever happens, happens. I'm not timing anything. Like, mm -hmm. and I just, you know, I, I had no fear. It was the craziest thing because, you know, that fear comes up throughout your pregnancy. Of course, you're always you know, just holding a life inside of you. And, and it's, it's such a beautiful kind of miracle, but it's also like life can leave at any time. Right. And mm -hmm. so I think there were just, you know, thoughts that crept up throughout pregnancy, but I swear something about going into labor, just like no fear. Like I was, it was, it was crazy. I was just in a very different headspace. Like, I was just like, we're doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go. I was so ready. I was so excited to meet my little girl. Hello, everyone. If you're enjoying this podcast, you'd probably really enjoy our other more in-depth offerings. We have a comprehensive course for mamas called 13 Moons, Epic Education for the Birthing Year. And an everything you need to know course for aspiring doulas who want to change the world called the Birth Warrior Project, 120 day doula training and transformation. And for the real birth nerds who want to become home birth midwives, we have the Indie Birth Midwifery School. And you can find out about all of these options and more at IndieBirth.org. That's IndieBirth.org. So labored, 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 and I'd say around 2 p.m. So this, so started labor around, you know, really more like overnight, but it started getting more consistent around, I always say 9 a.m., I guess. That's kind of what I consider like the official labor to have started. Mm -hmm. And then around 2, I remember coming, like really just needing to be inside. Like it was starting to get really hot and I was uncomfortable and I was like, I just, I need to be inside. and. I mean, it's funny, like, I don't know if people want <laughs> details, but like, I always find the things we do in labor to be some of the funniest things afterwards. Like, mm -hmm. I just remember, like, I did, you know, I had a lot of bowel movements because that's what happens in labor. Mm -hmm. And like, before each one, I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do because they would always come with a contraction and I was just like oh my gosh my husband he he was he was amazing throughout the whole day he did not flinch like he was just like solid he didn't say anything he didn't you know he just 
helped. He just did whatever I told him to do. And he was just right there. <laughs> like, I love you. This is why I love you. Cause he just, yeah, he was so awesome. And, um, just exactly what I needed, you know, totally. just like silence, <laughs> silence, mm-hmm. but be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, you know, I got, things had gotten pretty active by two and I had zero sense of where I was at labor wise, because, one thing I learned after having both an induction with my first and then a natural birth with my second was that Pitocin, that awful evil drug, put my body in basically from like zero to 60 in like an hour. Like it put me in transition contractions within an hour of having like a light period cramp, yeah. you know, whereas natural labor, you're going to, I mean, some women do give precipitous birth like that, of course, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. most likely you're going to have like seven, eight, nine plus hours to build up mm-hmm. to transition. So, you know, I was just so used to that feeling. And like my only frame of reference was Pitocin contractions. And I swear it never got to that point, like in, with my daughter, which was crazy. And I just kept expecting those. I was like, well, if I'm not having those, then I'm not going to be anywhere near giving birth. And, but of course you're not really totally processing all that. And the, I was just taking everything one by one, (laughs) just take them one at a time. (laughs) Um, but it was, I mean, I think I had, oh yeah, I had a couple mantras, by the way, these really helped. And one of them was from indie birth. And I can't remember if it was birth is, oh yeah, it was birth is simple. That was one of my mantras. And I really went back to that because it, it's not that it's not hard, right? Right. (laughs) It's hard and it's challenging, but it's also simple and something Mm -hmm. that women have been doing for all of time. And I just, you know, my other mantra, and I had these all like typed out and, and in my bathroom, another one was, I basically wrote on a card, like, like every woman that has come before me and every woman that will come after me, I will give birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I That's just beautiful. like, I kept looking at that and I was just like, yes, like, yes, I will, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, I just really took comfort in that. Cause I, I, cause you know, I just kept thinking about my mom and my grandma and my great grandma. And I was like, these women all are here with me right now and they are helping me, you know, get through this in any way that I can. But, you know, it's, I think it's so hard when you're in the hospital setting to, to remember that, right. To remember who you are, where you came from, you know, all of the amazingness that can be in birth because it's, I just found for myself and I, I don't speak for all women, of course, but for myself, I just found the hospital to be just a really kind of sterile environment that, you know, it just wasn't personal. It wasn't yeah. warm for me. It wasn't home. Mm-hmm. So being at home and being able to go through the contractions, go through labor, have my husband right there, be as loud and as naked as I wanted to be was just like exactly what I needed and wanted. And, um, so I remember definitely at a certain point around two, two thirty, my, my girlfriend who I mentioned earlier, who had had some midwifery training, she was going to be essentially like on call and, 
basically just sit in the corner and knit is what I told her. But like, you know, just, just another pair of eyes who could, someone who could be there to support me. And, mm-hmm. you know, and she did luckily enough have some background to where if there was something, you know, obviously happening that was very red flag or wrong, we would have just drove right into the hospital. So, mm-hmm. um, so I told him around, I think it was around two thirty or so. I was like, can you call Marha? <laughs> I need my friend. And so he called her, she got here in like 10 minutes. And <laughs> I remember I was going through a giant wave, if you will, <laughs> contraction when she walked in the door. And she later told me, she's like, oh my God, as soon as I opened your front door, I was like, oh, shit's getting real. <laughs> she's like, I threw the knitting onto your couch and ran into <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> she's about to give birth. Because <laughs> like, again, I had no sense of how close I was. So I was just like, I don't know. This is crazy. And so but you're in a different world at that point. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I really was. And I just remember, and I was standing a lot too. I was enjoying like standing, but also kneeling. That was pretty much being on all fours and being on my knees was like the only place I wanted to be. And of course I didn't want anyone touching me or anything like that. It's just a 180 from the hospital, right? Because everyone's just like, let me stick your my fingers up your vagina and all this craziness. Mm-hmm. So so when she came in, just her presence, just having another woman, oh my gosh, that is amazing as my husband was. Don't get me wrong. He's like my rock, you know. But then having her was like the softness and like she just was like super soothing voice like mm-hmm. you're safe <laughs> you know because yeah. at that point I was getting a little bit like what have I done <laughs> mm-hmm. what's happening um so just her presence was amazing and mm-hmm. she of course was doing all this behind the scenes like getting my bed all prepped with puppy pads and doing all this amazing midwife stuff mm-hmm. that I was completely oblivious to right and so at a certain point I I was like you know, I just couldn't even move, but I knew I needed to move. And so I said, you know, can you guys help me get up on the bed? Um, I just had this feeling that I needed a new position. And I remember getting up on my bed and, um, cause she had told me, Oh, that was another thing. When she first got there, she, she knew like I was close to giving birth, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So her way of kind of, I think, gently encouraging me, she was like, you know, if, if you want, if you're starting to feel some pressure, you know, you, you could push if that feels comfortable, um, or not, you know, she just kind of mm-hmm. mentioned that offhand and I was like, okay, I'll think about it. You know, <laughs> I'll, I'll add that to my to-do list <laughs> while I'm, while I'm screaming. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but so I just had that in the back of my head, like, okay, I might be getting somewhere, you know, but you know, you're still kind of in denial almost. Cause again, I had not had that level of pain that I had experienced at the hospital that I was expecting. So I was like still waiting for that. Like, when is it coming? Um, so I got up on the bed and I remember asking my husband to pull one of my legs up and I was kind of on my side and with my next contraction, I was just like, I'm just going to push. Like, I just feel like I want to be done with this. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, you're like, totally. well, let's see what happens. Yeah. And my water broke. And I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> you know, we're all excited <laughs> about that. And um, 
so then I could not stand being on my side. So I did that one contraction on my side and then I was like, get me up. Like, this is awful being on my, being horizontal. Like I was mm-hmm. not having it. And, um, so I got back up on my knees and they made this little pillow stack that I basically like laid my forearms on and kind of was able to rest my head on in between contractions, but they were pretty much coming. I mean, I just wasn't getting much of a break at that point. And Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking like, you know, (laughs) I think I just had no idea again, where I was in the birthing process. And I was like, I really just want to start pushing. So I think I'm going to, but Mm -hmm. it all happened so naturally that there wasn't any set moment where I was like, now it's time to start pushing, you know, it just kind of, it's like your body kind of guides you to push (laughs) your body's like, okay, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And it gets really heavy down there, obviously. And, and I remember getting up on my knees and feeling down there and I was like, okay, there's definitely something big coming. (laughs) I think, no, (laughs) am I giving birth? No. (laughs) I remember I was like, okay, I'm just going to push. And the next contraction after my water broke, I got a little sliver of head and I was like, okay, (laughs) this is happening. And oh my gosh. And I reached down and felt her little head. And I was just like, yes, (laughs) because you're so excited to meet your baby. And you're also, let's be honest, so excited to (laughs) be done. with. Yes. (laughs) It's like, okay, let's do this. And I just, I just made up my mind then and there. I was like, I'm ready to meet her. (laughs) I was like, I'm just doing it. And it was so amazing because I don't know. I haven't, you have to talk to my husband about what he saw, but my husband and my friend were just both behind me, not saying a single word. And like, and I just knew I was going to push my daughter out with the next thing. So I was just like, you know, next contraction came and I just got her out. I caught her like in between my legs and I just flipped. I don't even know what I did. I did some kind of leg maneuver and just (laughs) put her on my chest. (laughs) And I was just like, ah, she's here. Like, (laughs) the bliss of it all oh my gosh and just the feeling of like that like I just remember being like it's done like Mm -hmm. and of course I still had my placenta to give birth to but but oh my gosh just the feeling of like I did that and it's done and here she is and Mm -hmm. my daughter Kiva is her name she came out crying. She came out quite loud and which was different from my son. Actually, he was more like shocked. <laughs> like what just happened? Yeah. My daughter was like, hello world. I'm an Aries, <laughs> April 14th. <laughs> and she, um, she cried just for a bit though. And then she just pretty much started breastfeeding right away. She was Aww. like, all right, let's get life going. Let's do this mom. <laughs> yeah, she was, I'm, I was lucky with breastfeeding because both of my babies pretty much right away. We're hungry little beasts, <laughs> but, um, oh my God, it was so cool. And, oh, something else that's interesting. I figure, you know, if you calculate it the traditional way I gave birth right at 41 weeks mm-hmm. with my daughter and she still had a ton of vernix on her, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting because I've heard that kind of, as they go longer in your belly, it kind of I don't know, disappears or goes, mm-hmm. goes back into the uterus. But I was like, wow, okay, cheesy girl. And she was, you'll see in the photos, she's like all white and it was mm-hmm. oh, it was so fun to rub in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like so soft. And so then of course, so then you're just like in total bliss and just loving, oh my God, just 
so so amazing I still get like chills when I think mm-hmm. about it I'm just like ah oh, so so sweet and oh my gosh there's just no words right it's totally can't explain no it words. and um I knew I, I knew I still had to give birth to my placenta. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was aware enough for that. But my friend really just guided me through it. And she was like, mm-hmm. you know, we could, you know, it had maybe like 10 minutes or so had passed. And I was on my back kind of in a, you know, not totally lying flat, but kind of upright on my bed. And um, she's like, you know, if you want, you can kind of just gently tug, you can wait for, you know, wait for contraction and just give a little tug, see if it gives it all. And, you know, pretty much contraction came, I just kind of bore down very gently and it came right out. Mm. I was like, okay, (laughs) that was easy. (laughs) Because, you know, that's always like, oh man, yeah, the fourth stage, right? (laughs) But um, she was, she had already, I mean, my friend is amazing. Seriously. She had already laid down all these puppy pads. Like my bed sheets were spotless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh. And I hardly bled at all. And she looked down at my placenta and she goes, Oh my gosh, this is really healthy. Mm-hmm. It's all that protein you were eating, huh? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> all those pasture raised meats right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that was fun. We didn't do anything super special with the, well, with the placenta we did, but, um, you know, I know some women really like to do Lotus birth or burn the cord. Mm-hmm. We ended up just doing something really simple because gosh, that's what we wanted to do, <laughs> you know? Too. Yeah. And then of course we pretty much immediately called my mom to bring over my son. She, mm-hmm. she had had him at her house. Mm-hmm. We just felt like he was still pretty young and he is a, he's a cancer. So he's a sensitive soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just felt like, you know, I, I just don't think it's right for him to be there at that age. And so he came and he, he saw Kiva and, and we were like, here's your baby sister, you know, and he was excited. And then he goes, can I have a snack? <laughs> oh yeah. You have needs too right now. <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm over this. Um, it was, it was sweet though. He, he was really excited and oh my gosh, we were just, I mean, the best part is I looked over at my husband at some point and he had totally been crying, which I was just, you know, I was in such a, like, almost like a beast mode. I was just like, I'm getting through this. I'm doing this. I was in such a pragmatic space that I was just, you know, I was just happy. I was just like, yep, I'm going to catch her. Okay. On my chest. Here we go. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. do, do, do. And my husband, it was so sweet. He was just like, oh my gosh. Like he was just so in awe and, and had tears and all of it. So sweet. And I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) And people are emotional. (laughs) Really, truly. I was just in this headspace of like, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, she's, oh my gosh, I, I cannot say enough things about Kiva, but she has just been, I mean, it's really been night and day for many reasons, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, with your second, you're always a little bit more confident and Mm -hmm. you know what you're in for, you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but also just personality wise, she's a totally different animal (laughs) than my (laughs) 
son was. And, and thankfully, right? Because 2020, I think we needed a, a baby that was a little bit more calm and totally. <laughs> and just, totally. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was quite the experience. I mean, there were times, you know, and another side note is my mom, when she brought home my son, she, I could just tell she was so excited and so proud because she had had her moments throughout the pregnancy, of course, where she was like, you're cuckoo. You know, she, she actually, to her credit, never said that, but she was just mm-hmm. like, I just, I hope everything goes well. You know, I could just tell that she had her reservations. I mean, she had all of her kids in hospitals and, um, right. you know, it's, it's, it's hard for some people, especially these days. It's just like, why would you do that? You know, right. although I will say I looked smart once quarantine hit because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm having a home birth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, um, oh, and I also wanted to add this in because it is worth noting since we're both in California too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I had struggled with I was like, how am I going to get a birth certificate and like, a, you know, all the, all the papers, all the if you yes. will. Yes. And I had, I found this amazing midwife, home birth midwife who helped me with um, just getting the paperwork for a birth certificate. And we kind of put off getting her social because of quarantine and all the offices are closed and it's right. still like this long process. And now that we're doing taxes, we're like, Oh, we should probably get her. So we can get her <laughs> <if we> want. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's just, yeah, that's the only, and I still tell my friends, I'm like the only benefit, literally the only benefit of a hospital birth. The only pro is that they do the birth certificate for you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to take your like couple week old baby into an office, but you know, um, yeah, it was just, it was just the simplest birth. I mean, yeah. that's what was so great about the mantra is like, yeah, that was, that was a simple birth. It was like seven hours, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. seven hours officially is what I say. And just mm-hmm. literally textbook birth, like totally contractions built up, baby came out, mm. I came out, Yay. <laughs> Mom is happy. And then we like just went right to sleep. <laughs> it's like she was born around, she was born on 414, right at four o'clock, I think it was. And um, yeah, and then we pretty much just went to sleep. Um, mm. my amazing friend made me like a quesadilla. <laughs> she was like cooking in our Yum. kitchen. I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> you are the best. Um and we ended up, oh, we ended up um burying my daughter's placenta under a lemon tree because I really wanted mm. a nice little Meyer lemon tree in our backyard. And yeah. we were waiting for the perfect plant <laughs> to, to plant her under. <laughs> so that was a really sweet and special process. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's just, she's the biggest love. She'll be, so she'll be one in a couple of weeks. And she, seriously, people everywhere are just like, that is the happiest baby I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, there's something to the, the Weston A price, the fat, because <laughs> she did, we totally followed fat, that. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's, she's a egg yolk and liver loving baby, you know, she's right. like, <laughs> eats lots of butter. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, the girl isn't the fish oil a part of that diet as well. The, the cod liver, yeah. yeah the cod, cod liver, liver that's oil. what it is. Yes. Um, I don't I kind of do that off and on. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm so much about just like getting nutrition through food that I try to mm-hmm. just like totally what you know how and I'm addicted to raw dairy. I mean, who yes. doesn't love cheese? So yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. But um, but I swear, I mean the birth process was so easy oh I also want to say well except for the last hour we won't talk about that though (laughs) but um but I will say too because I was I I just did too much reading about pregnancy that I was very conscious about just my body position during pregnancy you know I had Mm -hmm. I do unfortunately have to drive a lot for my job since I go to patients homes Mm -hmm. but I was real conscious about like hips above knees you know when you're in the car like kind of just elevating and keeping um, my lower back pressed forward so that I wasn't slouching because I Mm -hmm. feel like you know, all these modern day positions that we're in can sometimes affect just the integrity of the whole (laughs) operation down there, you know, and just the kind of um, flexibility too Mm -hmm. of um, our muscles down there and the tightness and all that. Um, So who knows, maybe my babies would have been (laughs) just (laughs) fine without, but it's just something that I always like to tell pregnant women. I'm like, just be aware of not to, you know, not to slouch too much on the couch and all that stuff and lots of walking of course lots of exercise but that was all my prenatal care you know that and a blood test totally (laughs) and my and my 10 second ultrasound Mm -hmm. and um yeah that I mean Mm -hmm. it's a real simple story and (laughs) simple but beautiful and yeah very very great story to hear that's for sure yeah and Mm -hmm. and just I actually kind of love that I have the two incredibly different stories. Mm -hmm. And I know some women feel like, oh gosh, it's awful. You know, it's trauma. And, and certainly it was, my hospital birth was traumatic in its, Mm -hmm. in its own way and in a certain way. And, but truly I would never have gone on this journey towards having my daughter the way I did if I hadn't been Mm -hmm. so astonished and like shocked by my hospital birth and like I am never doing that again so what do I need to do to do the opposite of that Mm -hmm. you know I would have never I would have never known you know what was possible and and just this other world of women giving birth on their own terms and Mm -hmm. it's I just I love, and I'll forever be grateful to Indie Birth because of course they were a huge resource Mm. in just building the confidence. Cause I think when I first, you know, it's funny looking back to my son's birth, like when I first heard about unassisted childbirth through Laura Shanley, I just like, I remember it was so, you know, it was just so shocking to hear that a woman would do that when you're not Mm -hmm. in that paradigm I was like what she's crazy (laughs) you know and but then I was like but maybe I could do that (laughs) but I didn't I truly didn't have the confidence and I didn't have the knowledge of really truly my rights as a patient and you know as a patient I hate saying that but you know what I mean when I was at the hospital I didn't have any knowledge of my rights Mm -hmm. and I was (laughs) My sister thinks I'm crazy because of course I had to be there when she had her daughter in a hospital because I, because my daughter or my sister has a lot of similar beliefs to me and, and really 
<clears throat> she wanted to avoid a lot of the interventions that are common in the hospital. And so I said, I'll be your doula, you know, I'll be right mm. there because I at least am knowledgeable about what they're going to try to push and, right. and whether or not it's necessary and what are your other options. So mm. she had, she ended up giving birth in a hospital and, um, but she, she enjoyed the experience and she's going to go back. So I was like, see different women, honestly, interpret things in totally different ways. And that is yeah. so okay with me at this point. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I got into a headspace a while back where I was like very gung-ho about like home birth and why is mm -hmm. anyone giving birth in the hospital? And now I'm just like, no, like <laughs> let me do what's right for you and, yes. and be informed, you know, mm -hmm. definitely be savvy and, and know what's going on in most of medical care these days. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. gosh, if anything's brought that to the forefront, it's COVID. Right. But, um, you know, just be savvy, but also really, truly be in control and as much, you know, as much as you can in birth, of course, we're not in total control, but, but have yourself be at the center of your decisions, right. And, yes. and check in with your body, check in with your baby, like what feels right. What's, what's, you know, gonna be best for you guys. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, it's so different for every woman, every pregnancy is different. So yeah. I mm -hmm. was grateful that I went on that journey and it's so funny cause I'm a year out and I was like, gosh, am I even going to remember my, you know, it almost feels like <laughs> you're like in an amnesia place. It's like, I'm ready to have my next baby. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you really do forget a lot. Yes, in you do. The process of, you do. But yeah. Those, so, those, those hormones. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally. totally. They are for real. And I'm still, of course, breastfeeding my daughter. It's funny. My son was really all about the breastfeeding and my daughter's less. So she's still, of course, I mean, she literally feeds all night long, but you know, she, she does her own thing during the day. She's a lot more outgoing. I can already tell, like she very much wants to be knowing what other people are up to and doing. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really, it's been so fascinating to raise her throughout all of this because they don't have, like with my son, I used to do those like mom and baby groups. So you just, you would have, you know, you'd meet up with other moms and right. there really was none of that. So, yeah. but you know, we have our, we have our group of people that we stick to and <laughs> I feel like, you know, this past year we've learned like, okay, who's our who are our true friends because yeah. <laughs> you know you <laughs> totally. kind of just weeded out the other ones and totally. stick to the people that are willing to hang out and you know not be a whole part of this fear-based model and it's mm -hmm. it's actually this is one thing I did want to mention was that process of going through that pregnancy with my daughter and that just that mind shift of like I am responsible for my health and I make decisions that will affect my health and the health of my baby. Mm -hmm. And I will gladly take in information and seek out information from providers or professionals when I need it. But at the end of the day, like I make the decision, it's my body. It's no one cares more about this baby than I do. Right. right. Or right. the health of, I mean, the health of mom and baby, it's one, you know, when they're in there, it's you're, you're one thing. It's not yeah. two different. I mean, it, we are two different people, but you know, really it's the same, the health wise, it's the same. And, um, 
that, like having gone through that process, like once it was pretty clear what was going on with COVID, I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to make my own informed decision, which is stay as healthy as possible yes. and keep living my life. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, yes, totally. And, and not wait for some, you know, it's like these people that have been sitting in their homes since for a year. Mm. And I'm just like, but take ownership. Like if you're mm-hmm. worried about disease, like do some research, like let's, mm-hmm. you know, let's, I don't know. That's how my brain works at least. Like, mm-hmm. let's eat healthy. Let's, mm-hmm. let's figure out what are some ways that we can be, you know, take control of our health and our bodies so that we don't have to live in fear and we don't have to, you know, be at the whim of all these different pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating, but it's, it's really interesting to see that. And I think, Anyway, going through the whole birth process with my daughter was kind of this almost perfect um, precursor to COVID era <laughs> because I'm like, oh, I've already been through that in my head. Like, I already know, like, I own my body. Mm-hmm. I take care of my body and it'll take care of me. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> Love <Wow>. that. <laughs> so Yes. Much. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, we're both in California too. So we're like, oh, uh, yes. Just move to another state, <laughs> but it's still pretty here. <laughs> oh my gosh Megan thank you so much um and then I was wondering is there one last I you just you just uh this whole this whole interview this whole story was uh filled with a plethora of wisdom but are there some final parting words that you would like to leave our listeners with Mm. well (sighs) I would say you know, at the end of all of it, I really just want women to, you know, hear stories like this and be courageous and be in power and, and know that they are so innately amazing. And, and, you know, whatever way that your birth goes, birth transforms us all in amazing ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, I just, I guess my hope is that people will hear my story, see how normal I am. I'm a suburban mom of two. (laughs) No, (laughs) I drive an SUV. Sorry, earth. No, I'm kidding. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's like, you can just be a normal person and believe in the power of your body and believe that your children, you know, your your babies deserve so much more than, you know, what's typical standard care and, and you can control that. And, and it's beautiful and whichever way it goes, right. Because birth Mm -hmm. is never guarantee. Nothing's a guarantee, literally nothing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so just, just know that you are in control and you can make your own decisions and, yeah. yeah, I guess that's all I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and birth that's is simple <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> but. Oh, yay. Thank you so much, Megan. You're Thank so you. welcome, Jaden. Thank you for having me on. Yes, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Storytelling is a profound agent of change, one that has the ability to plant seeds of inspiration, introspection, and beyond. 
If you have an empowering birth story that you would like to share on our podcast, please head over to IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior to send your submissions. That's IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior. Hope you have a beautiful week wherever you are in the world. Until next time, friends.